Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. We're back here on the first team, Joe DeLeo and Ryan Roberts. Today, we are returning to do our next defensive tackle scouting report episode. Last show, we did Jurjon Newton. We also did Michael Hall. Today, we've moved on to another Ohio State offensive lineman, Tyleek Williams, and then Ruka Roro Roro, the Clemson defensive tackle. Two very talented players that maybe haven't hit their upside because they were in yeah. crowded defensive tackle rooms that have a ton of potential. Ryan, I want to start us off here with Tyleek Williams, who, getting ahead of it, I liked what he brought to the table. I think he's a quality football player. What do we have on his background before we really break him down? Well, I mean, he's a very frustrating player to me. So he's out of Manassas, Virginia. He went to Unity Unity Reed High School, 6'3", mm-hmm. 320 pounds. There's no way he's only 320 pounds, but we'll talk about that, I'm sure, in this in this podcast at some point. He was a number four ranked player in the state of Virginia coming out, according to 247 Sports, number 10 defensive tackle. He's a traditional Ohio State recruit, Joe. Very highly recruited, four-star, 47 tackles. His senior season was a all-state pick as a junior led. Then Stonewall Jackson, apparently was the name of the high school at that point, to eight wins and a Virginia class 6A uh, playoff appearance. So, you know, pretty basic stuff, man. Four-star that went to Ohio State. Shocker. Right, exactly. Another four-star guy like Michael Hall that was highly recruited, ends up at Ohio State, and was in a crowded defensive tackle room. So my thing with him, and it's kind of similar with Hall, that he was not getting a ton of reps, but I feel like his impact was known and was noticeable when he was on the field. I think one of the reasons that I like Tyleek Williams, Ryan, is that I see – a path for him to play multiple spots on a defensive line. I think he could play as a one tech. I think that he could play in a three, four scheme. I, I don't see why he can't be utilized in a number of different ways, but like for me, I, I liked his anchor. I like the way that he plays against the run, the way that he's able to handle oncoming offensive linemen and also effectively locate the football. I, I thought that his stats aren't anything crazy, but for how few plays he really was on the field in a given game, his ability to shed and find the football against the run was was pretty fantastic to watch. I also think he's got some pass rush upside and just not enough yeah. opportunities to really showcase what that ability is and what he can do as a pass rusher, but pretty good hand usage that he has, and I think that he can get home and produce as a pass rusher. He's not a guy that's just strictly a run defender. And I wonder if if this upcoming year, if him and Michael Hall, if they get more reps together, they're that primary defensive tackle unit for Ohio State, if he's one of those players who can inevitably take that next step. I don't think there's a more frustrating player that I've watched on film over the last few weeks than Tyleek Williams, Joe. And it's not all his because of him. It's also because of the coaching staff. I, why is this kid not playing, man? I'm just like, uh, I mean... I, I, I honestly, all right, I'll put it like this. I saw him a lot in 2021 as a true freshman, and I thought going into 2022, this guy was going to be a budding star. I was like, that mm. dude is going to be phenomenal. And he was still 
good in the reps that he got, but to your point, it just wasn't enough. Like he just didn't get enough opportunity for whatever reason. I have heard some chatter. There might be some door, not durability. There might be some conditioning concerns around yeah. Tyreek Williams. And that was like the first thing that popped on for me on the film was he was a massive kids in 2021. I do feel like there's some bad weight on him though. Like I really think that there's just some yeah. bad weight. He needs to trim it down. Like he's listed at 6'3", 320. Is there any chance this kid's only 320 pounds? Like any chance based upon the 2022 film? I mean, you could have told me he was 340 and I'd be like, yep, I, I can see 340. Like I can 100% understand that. I will say this. With that negative in mind, this kid's really talented, man. He could be one of the better defensive tackles in this class. He could be one of the best defensive tackles in college football. In 2021, as a rotational player, when he was in a little bit better of a shape, in my opinion, he had five sacks as an interior rusher. I think this kid mm. is a Jonathan Hankins-esque football player at the next level, potentially. A really incredible run stopper, potentially. And a guy that also has a little bit more juice and a little more pass rust than you may maybe anticipate for a guy his size. He looks like pure zero one tech to your point, but you can line him up a little bit as a three at times. You can line him up as yeah. a four, four I. You can move him around too, two I. You can utilize this kid. I'm very frustrated though after watching him. Very frustrated because I wanted to see a full scope of what he could be. And for whatever reason, we didn't see that. Is that partly because of the depth? Is it partly because of the coaching? Is it partly because of the the conditioning concerns, I, I think it all kind of plays together. I'm hoping this year we get a fully succinct and dialed in Tyleek Williams. Because there is a uh, – here's a take, Joe. There is a reality where Tyleek Williams is the n- number one defensive tackle in the 2024 NFL draft class. There is a possibility yes. that that yes. happens. But he's not there right now. Can he get there? I think so. But I just – I'm questioning why I just did not see enough of him in 2022. It was just very maddening to me. I absolutely think that there's definitely a path for that to happen, for him to reach that point of being the number one defensive tackle in the class because he's got all the juice. Like he's a really good athlete. He's flexible. He redirects well. He's got good yep. body control. Yep. He's got everything that you want in the book for a, a, a really explosive defensive tackle. But like you're talking about – inconsistency does show up a lot on film. I think he's got a higher ceiling than his teammate, Mike Hall. And for that reason, I did give him a top 100 grade. I'm willing to bet on if maybe he makes a slight progression and he is a primary defender amongst this defensive line, this Ohio State defensive line, at the very least, I think he's good enough right now to be drafted based on potential in the top 100. Does still need some work, but like you're talking yeah. about, I could absolutely see that world where he is the first or second defensive tackle off the board. I was a little more tentative with him, top 150 on him, because I do think that there is that world. This kid, if I was selling him to an agent, Joe, I would say this is a top 150 football player right now that is top 50 upside. That's how I would coin this kid. I think that that's what he has in his arsenal because you just don't see guys that are 6'3", 320 plus that can move like him all the time. Like There's just not that many of them, which makes him a semi-rare football player. It does, but the the player that he can be and the player he is right now, or at least he was in 2022, they're very far apart, man. They are. And I'm in the portion of summer scouting where I'm going to bet on some guys, right? I'm going to bet on some guys to take that next step but it's hard for me to bet on guys fully 
when the reason that I feel like they haven't hit their ceiling is because there are some conditioning concerns. Like that's mm. self-inflicted. That's a little bit troubling to me. So I see the upside. I agree with you 100%. I think we see this football player very, very similarly. I don't think we have too much discourse as far as what Tyleek Williams can bring to the table. I just need to see a lot more in 2023. Again, like there's a reality where this kid is a 10 tackle for loss, five plus sack player for a very talented Ohio State defensive line, all American, and goes in the top 50 picks. There's that reality. But based upon 2022 film, it's not who he is right now. It's not. Is he more the 2021 version of Ty Leak that I saw, the flashes, or is he more the 2022 version where he just doesn't get on the field enough and he disappears at times? I'm, I'm just, I'm very, I'm very interested to see which one it is because this defensive tackle class, it's not great right now. It's no, not. It's, it's pretty so, bad. You need a Ty Leak Williams. You need someone like that to take advantage of opportunity, and he has all the opportunity in front of him. Before we continue on with this video, I just want to tell you folks about an exciting new partnership that we have with this channel with Underdog Fantasy. Ever since I joined, I've been having so much fun. There are so many different exciting games that make watching games during the offseason more exciting. I'm not the biggest basketball fan, but it has made it way more entertaining since I found Underdog Fantasy. And my favorite game to play so far, which I think you should try out, is Pick'em. It is so easy to play. Just pick higher or lower on your favorite player stats you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Underdog keeps it simple with their easy-to-use website and mobile apps. Pick between two and five players to fill out your pick'em slip, get every pick right, and take home some cold, hard cash. Use code HACK, H-A-C-K, HACK, like the name of this channel. Use code HACK to get your first deposit doubled up to $100 by Underdog. Go sign up. You won't regret it. You're going to have a blast. Check out Underdog Fantasy. I also want to tell you folks about our other reoccurring sponsor that we have on this channel, that being BetOnline, betonline.ag, which has all the updated odds, news, and anything for sports betting. It's my go-to source for when I want to be betting specifically on games. I love betting on college basketball or the NBA, uh, especially, again, during the offseason. Always looking for more fun ways to be uh, focused in on some of these other sports. BetOnline.ag and use promo code BELIEVE50. It's promo code BELIEVE50 to get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Another guy that's super high upside is Rucororo from Clemson. 6'4", 295. He is built just so well for a defensive tackle. He is jacked. Kind of has the same similar build to... Miles Murphy, the way that he was built and put together, but he played all over this Clemson defensive line. Like a lot of these defenders, Brian Brzee, Miles Murphy, they were deployed everywhere along the defensive line. Uh, with that being said, before we dive into him, what notes do you have on Aurora Rural? A great stat. The only player, Joe, that Clemson has ever signed out of the state of Michigan. No reaction? I was waiting for a reaction. You were reading a text Wait. and you were zoning out. The Sorry, it's a busy only, morning, Ryan. <laughs> the only player that Clemson has ever signed out of the state of Michigan. Ever. What? Really? Yeah. The only player that they've ever signed out of the state of Michigan. He's from River Rouge High School in the state of Michigan. The only player that Clemson has ever signed out of the state of Michigan. They've never done it before. Never. He's the first player. Nigerian descent. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. I, I, I miss, I misspoke on that first one. 
Okay. The first player from Michigan since 1975. Is that is that better? Uh, okay, there but you go. Still, there you go. But still, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the first Michigan that's player random. in the last 50 years about. Like, yeah. I mean, come on, man. Like, that's pretty, pretty insane. So he was pretty well thought of. 15th overall player in the state of Michigan by 247 Sports. 18th by Rivals. He was actually a three-star by most people. Was played a lot of basketball in high school. Was a double double guy from Nigeria originally. Moved to the United States when he was nine years old. So a very interesting background, and he's been kind of stuck behind Brian Brissy and Tyler Davis for a couple of years, even though he has played a lot of football, obviously, especially this past year and the year before. So three star from Nigeria, first Michigan player to go to Clemson since 1975 as a football player. Pretty interesting background for Rook or Roro. Oh, and also, also, if if you say his name like you're in Scooby Doo, uh, it's awesome, man. It's fantastic. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm done. done. Aurora definitely has an interesting background, Ryan. Um, I think that for him, he's a really hard player for me. We're talking about how Teddy Williams is. Let let me start. Okay, all right, go ahead. I love Rook Aurora. I'm a big fan of Rukororo, Joe. I watched – the first game I watched was the North Carolina game, and he was the best defensive lineman on the field. And on a defensive line that had two first-round picks in the 2023 NFL draft, he is incredibly flexible. We have on official height and weight, six foot four, 289 pounds, which is a little bit light, an estimated 4'9 flat in the 40. This kid, for an interior defensive lineman – can really move. He's slippery. He's got pretty strong hands as well. He was just man amongst boys against games like North Carolina. Absolute man amongst boys. I think he does not have much of a plan as a pass rusher. I think he is more, I am brute strong and I am athletic and I am going to drive people into the backfield and I'm going to slip an occasional gap. That's what I think he is right now. So there is nuance that needs to be added to Rook's game. But I think that this kid is another one where you're. if you ask me who are the top three players I think could rise to being the best defensive tackle in this class, I think Rook's in the conversation as well. Second round, Blesto grade. The NFL really likes him. Was surprised that he didn't enter the 2023 NFL draft. He actually thought about it and decided to come back to be the guy inside with Tyler Davis. I, I don't know if if you saw him similarly, but like I really like this kid a lot, man. I think that he has all the upside in the world. Here's here's my thing with him. I, I yeah. gave him a good good grade. I, I gave him a top 100 grade, and I agree with a lot of the assessments that you brought up there. Amazing athlete, great great athlete. His get off is very explosive. He's a bendy football player, and the way that he's built is not typical to most defensive tackles. He's yep. built like a defensive end, but he's got the weight of a defensive tackle, which is insane to say. But in it, it's kind of it. It is the the Clemson defender syndrome where amazing athlete, a lot of potential, but a lot of times you question if they really know what they're doing and if they really are capable of getting to that potential. I feel like Rucororo is somebody who gets caught up on his blockers way too much, way, way too much. Like I watch him and he's just – He's just buried into a blocker. I feel like he doesn't go after the football. I feel like he's not trying to make plays on the ball as a pass rusher and as a run defender. So it's it's really frustrating for me to watch him because I don't really have a ton of tangible evidence of him 
being disruptive. It was a lot of the, the problems that I had with Miles Murphy where you see the flashes, you see the flexibility, you see all the explosiveness, but he didn't really locate the football and his disruption just wasn't on a, there on a snap to snap basis, like some other guys in, in the, in the previous class. So like, that's where I'm right now with Aurora Aurora is that can he actually be disruptive or is he going to be a guy that just beats the hell out of his blocker every single play, which is, you know, which is valuable to have a guy that can do that. But I need a guy that can make plays too. If I'm going to take him earlier than, you know, that top 100 range that I currently have on him. I mean, he had eight sacks and four. I mean, eight tackles for loss and four sacks last year, though. It wasn't like he didn't have any backfield production. I agree with you. I think that yeah. there is a. I, I think that he doesn't have a plan all the time. So, like, I think that's what it is. Right. I mean, he gets stuck in his mind mostly. To be honest, I think that's what happens. But I really think that when you're talking about just because even though he's listed at 295 and he weighed in in the spring at 289 pounds, Joe. <laughs> I didn't see any concerns from a strength profile perspective. Like this dude's no. brute strong, man, and he's very athletic. I don't know. I'm just betting on these traits. I really am. And the great part is, is that he's going to be a fifth year senior. He's only 21 years old right now That's as a fifth nuts. year senior, which is nuts, man. I mean, he was playing. That means he in 2019, which was his freshman year. That means he was playing ACC football at 17 years old. That's what that means. Which is just. Yes, that's, that's silly. Cool. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just. I hope on he gets traits, there, man. I'm betting on these traits. I really am. I hope he gets there, and I think yeah. that he he can realistically get there. It's just it. I don't know. I'm there is a lot of pause for me with a lot of these Clemson defenders because sometimes I feel like they don't. They just don't. They just don't look like they know what they're doing at times, and that's where the frustration comes for me. I, the one other thing I like about Rook is that I think Rook can also play in multiple fronts. Like this kid, I think could be a three-four defensive end as far as playing four-four I. Like he's a very good athlete in that sense as well. I, I just I look at this kid and I say that this kid is a ball of clay. And here's a take that I think a lot of people are going to disagree with based upon things that I'm seeing. If we're talking about upside interior rushers, who are the guys that you're going to talk about, Joe? They're going to talk about Michael Hall. They're going to talk about um, Talik Williams to a degree. They'll probably throw Johnny Newton in there from Illinois. I will bet on this kid over any of those players in that bucket as far as figuring it out. I don't know why 100%. It's not completely tangible. But I look at this kid and I say, with the age, with the background – basketball background, clean frame, no real limitations from a physical perspective. I think this kid's I think it's going to click this year, man. I think mm. it's going to click cuz I think it started to click a lot last year. If you look at him from 2021 to 2022, massive improvements. Was a much better football player. This year I think he has a chance to really take off cuz the one cool thing is that Tyler Davis is back, which mm. I think is important cuz Tyler Davis is just going to play one tech the whole time. And they're just going to be like Rook you're going to play three tech that Brian Bercy was playing a lot of times, right? And be that type of guy. And I think we're going to unlock the playmaking potential of Rook over. Yeah. Him and Tyler Davis coming back and then now being the guys, I think is going to set them up for success because they now have the opportunity to be not pulled off the field as often. And they're going to be featured heavily. And I think that their impact can be a lot higher, but it's just a matter of do both of them reach it, especially that is going to be it from us, folks, at Joe DeLeon, at Rise and Draft. We'll be back with more. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.